It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hola, mi gente. This is Ish. And this is DJ. And this is... Pero, Pero let, let me, me tell you. you. Dale. I mean, in this video, he's like on a boat, <laughs> and he's like saving himself from the water. There's two Scott Staps. And that's a horrible scenario for anybody. I just, I don't get Creed. I did not like Creed, whatever. I didn't like them back then. I I certainly don't like them now. Um, now he's saving him. He's drowning, and he's saving himself. This is a terrible video. What is this called? Creed, my sacrifice? It's horrible. So, listeners, uh, for some reason, whenever Darian wants to torture himself, he watches Creed videos. <laughs> and so that's where we find ourselves at the opening of our 14th episode. <laughs> Pero let me tell you. They're Welcome. But let me tell you, Creed's videos are horrible. Creed's videos are horrible. I mean... But bueno, their music's not that great. So, I mean, why I, should I the just, videos you, be you better? You know what? You know what? And welcome, everybody, to Pero Let Me Tell You, episode 14. 14. I hope most of you are enjoying your drive uh, to work. Oh, my God. You know what? It's our 14th episode. Right when we finish recording this, we need to go buscar el vestido de tul. Vestido de tul. Because we're almost 15. Yes. We. Sh you know what? We should have a fit, like a quinceañera 15 special. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll... I feel like that was our last episode with us, the Wanderers. But, yeah, but I feel that... <laughs> I feel Marilene's 15s has been like kind of like a a through line. Yes, yes it's yes. it's like a recurring character in yes. our podcast. So, so we'll see where where it takes us. But yeah, so, so welcome to episode 14, guys. Welcome to episode 14. Well, I still have Creed videos playing on my computer for some unknown reason. But um, so just a little behind the curtain, we've actually spent like the last two hours trying to figure out how to incorporate two microphones, and we did figure it out. We did. We but did. we decided to just go for one because you know. It's more intimate that way. You it, know. it is more intimate. It, it's a little richer. It's like you're just getting cuddling up next to us with a big old blanket. It, it is more intimate. Café con leche. And you know what? Now, actually, that we started talking about Creed. Um, Said no one ever. And before before we get into our reg regularly scheduled programming. Yes. So I think Creed was, and not to offend anybody, is very much per se white people music. That's not to say there's not a lot like, of people. Middle of the road white people music. Not a lot of people who are any, you know, anything else <laughs> that sure. why that like Creed. Because, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends who are Cuban that love Creed uh, or like that genre of music. Right. But, you know, you know, something that I thought was totally, like, really interesting is, and, and it's not really a criticism, it, but it is certainly, like, 
a, a white people thing okay. are like Dave Matthews followers. And it's really interesting because I I do like Dave Matthews and I like Dave Matthews band and I like Dave Matthews as a solo artist. So I wouldn't consider myself a f- like a fan of Dave Matthews, but I do have several of his albums and, and I enjoy him. But I did. It wasn't until you know I was older and went to know, college. Went and, went to right. like college and then you know was up in Michigan that I was like, this is like religion for like a lot of people. They go see him every year. Well, you know who's actually a very big fan and has been to a couple of their concerts. My brother-in-law. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He is a Dave head. Um, I if that's what they call them, then I guess yes. I, that would have been the last person and I yet would've... they also go to Jay-Z concerts so right. I mean it's it's, it's right. great versatility well because I have I have a friend who he he goes to see Dave Matthews and you know he's 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 Irish he's as white as they come oh so he's transparent he, he's he's Irish from upstate New York oh, so um great. and he's a very good friend of mine and he goes to see Dave Matthews twice a year he he goes to see them I didn't know he toured twice a year they, they tour every year they tour every year. I think a couple of years ago, they actually took an entire year off, which he was devastated. Um, yeah, that's right. And I think that it, prior to that, they had um, taken another year off when um, when um, one of their members died. That's but he, a, that's he, a good reason. He goes to see them twice a year when they come down here to, like, South Florida. Yeah, they usually he, go to Coral Sky. Exactly. Yeah. But then he also goes to see them usually in Wisconsin because there's like this cheese. venue in Wisconsin that they always play in that acoustically it's the best venue. It's one of the best venues in the United States. So he always goes to see mm, them there because okay. of the acoustics. Okay. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, He's thought this through. Like... You're like legit, like, but I found so many people are like total Dave heads, and you know, we'll see. I, I like Dave Matthews, man. You know what? At least they're not. Like I might. At least they're not Nickelback heads. So, anyway, so yes, episode fourteen, and um, would Nickelback heads just be called who? Who is that on on the nickel? Is it? Is it? It's Lincoln. Is it, it, it Lincoln? No, Lincoln's a penny. Oh, Jackson. Who is on the nickel? I think it's Andrew Jackson. Um, no, on the nickel. Um, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. So oh my god, called, we should know this. They should just be called like Jeffersonites. Jeffersonites. <laughs> no, because they're Canadian. Oh, that's true. They don't mean any. Jefferson doesn't mean anything so, to them. L- Looneyites. <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's get into our regularly scheduled let's programming. Let's jump into it. So I don't know. Do you have something? Actually, yeah, I do. And okay, I want to. I want to start off with since we were talking about music, okay. and this has to do with music, which is actually just one of our favorite topics. It to, is to, to segue it into, is. quite frankly. So obviously, you know, with the Me Too movement going on, and um, oh god, I think I know where this is going, and I'm almost, I'm excited. This is being the year of the Me Too movement, and especially now that Bill Cosby. Um, yes. has, you know, been tried and convicted yep. of assault. And a lot of people who are um, have been following the trajectory of Bill Cosby's claims have um, stated that, you know, he, they, there finally has been some justice served. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whatever your thoughts are on the Bill Cosby situation. He's been kicked out of several, like, uh, like the, I think the Academy Awards no longer recognize Yeah, he's him. persona non grata. He's he, been kicked out of, like, uh, the advertising and, I mean, and just all over he the had, place. He had a slew of... Um, uh, honorary degrees that have all been retracted, including Temple University. Oh, that must sting for him. Yeah. So, kind of, the, why I'm mentioning Bill Cosby is because that kind of set the precedent to mm-hmm. go and focus on R. Kelly. I knew it. I and um, there is a very I don't see big... nothing wrong with a little bump and grind, but I do see something wrong with peeing on a minor. Right. So th- that's where I'm going to. And I'm, I'm going to set this up and I'm going to, you know, as usual, throw it at you. So obviously now, because of the Me Too movement and, yes. you know, this momentum. Time's up. Time's up. And yeah. this momentum that this has gotten, um, they're, now they are focusing on R. Kelly. And there is a campaign... Which... In my opinion, it's just taking too damn long as it is. Well, I mean, well, as I said, I'm understanding. Okay, okay, okay. So, 
so there is this whole campaign now for hashtag mute R. Kelly. And what the the um, campaign is asking is for music programmers to not play any of his music, yeah. including his old music, um, for his concerts to be canceled, for promoters to pull out, uh, for <laughs> R. Kelly. You now, pull out. granted... Obviously, most people know about the history that R. Kelly has had with allegations of uh, not only assault on women, but particularly uh, with minors. You know, there have been allegations from, you know, some of some of them have really been out there, and they, they, they are allegations of him, you know, having a bunch of underage girls in his house, kind of like as sex slaves. Um, he was married to Aaliyah, which is something that was really denied for many 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 years but has it's been documented it's been documented and confirmed he was married to Aaliyah when she was 15 and I believe he was 27 um and then obviously there was that infamous tape where he was peeing on a girl and I believe the girl was underage she, now yes, yes. now now here's where I'm going with this I don't know where you're going Particularly, with this, this sounds like enough <laughs> per, no well no well <laughs> no, no, here, 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 like no, but here's start. where I'm going in a court of law the only charges that have oh, ever true. actually been brought up have been brought up against him mm -hmm. was the matter with the the videotape of him peeing. Well, I'm not going to say allegedly because there was a videotape of right, him yeah. peeing on the girl, and I believe the girl was a minor. Mm -hmm. He was not found guilty in that correct in that trial. He was acquitted. So legally, legally, he has not been charged with any type of crime or any type of assault, sexual assault against women. Right. And now there's this whole backlash against him, kind of, you know, very organized, that has been now, you know, put against him and, you know, wants to bring him down. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, okay. somebody like him who, aside from his personal matters, mm -hmm. has a significant musical legacy, um, should we now say okay we're gonna bring you down because of these allegations even though legally we haven't found you guilty because now bill cosby is a different story because bill cosby was found guilty in a court of law whereas he was not and there have he was not at, over that allegation correct, and correct. there haven't been any new allegations at least in terms of court, brought to court, brought to correct, court correct. To him. so what do you think on that so many emotions so here's the thing on the one hand i, I mean let's just kind of say it out the gate you know, I, I don't think any of our listeners would find this, you know, odd. Totally about all about the Me Too movement, Time's Up, female empowerment. I don't want to take anything away from that. Um, I'm also, on some level, a believer in where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're not talking about one person coming out and saying, like, oh, this happened with one person. I mean, and let's use, I know from a legal, I'm removing the legality of it, mm -hmm. but let's use Bill Cosby as a template, right? Where you had all these people come out and say something. And, again, it led to something. So it's, it's one of those where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, and that's a whole other case because of statute of limitations with rape charges and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I also find it so dangerous because, to your point, what... What we're essentially mobilizing, or it feels like we're mobilizing on some level, and this is, I, I'm getting ready for the backlash, is a bizarre form of digital social media mob justice, mm -hmm. where we're, we're towing a fine line between we're going to bring awareness to a situation mm -hmm. with we're going to end you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm being dramatic because, you know, that's what we do. We're human. Mm -hmm. And it's such a it's such a dangerous gray area. On the one hand, you know, again, I think in this case with R. Kelly specifically, like I think there's something up there. I don't think all these women are making these allegations up. I don't think that there's, you know, that that there. I don't think that these women are coming back and saying like, you know, oh, I was held essentially hostage in this sex cult thing, whatever. One person, eh, maybe it's making up. Two is a little, but yeah, but you know, we're going by like four, five, six, etc. And this isn't the first type of thing we've heard about him in that in that realm. But on the flip side, do we as private citizens have the right to basically, and in this case, it's a celebrity, but to ruin someone's lives because of allegations? Mm -hmm. And that's just oof, that. Part of me wants to kind of be like, yes, go after, you know, these perpetrators. Because sometimes we know the court doesn't work. I mean, you've seen it yourself. Like, sometimes people go to court and it's like, they're guilty. You know they're guilty. You know they did it. <laughs> and because 
of, you know, the way evidence was collected. Now, boom, they get off scot-free. Um, so, uh, I, I, you know, it's not an easy one because I, I want to, I do believe these women. I don't think I want to believe these women. I believe them. But by the same token, it's like, but then where does it end? Because right now it's a celebrity. But tomorrow it could be me. It could be you. It could be somebody we know. I think you make a great point. He has responded by saying, quote, well, or his team, yeah. uh, quote, we will vigor- vigorously resist the attempted public lynching of a black man. Okay, adding I have R. Kelly supports pro-woman goals with the Time's Up movement. I have an issue with that because essentially what he's trying to do, in my perspective, he's is... trying to bring race into it. Yeah, he's factoring race into something, which is, it's not about race. You know what I mean? It's about gender. Like, I mean, if we're going to pick something for it to be about, it's about gender. It's not about race. And so... All of a sudden, by him saying, like, you know, oh, it's a public lynching. Now, all of a sudden, if you are against him, it's almost like they're saying, oh, it's because he's black. And right. It's like, no, it's not because he's black. It's a like, dude, show me a, a white artist who has the exact same allegations. And I guarantee you, I'm going to feel the exact same way about him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that as somebody who, I, you know what? It, Casey Affleck has been accused of uh, of rape. And I think he was settled out of court and things like that. So, I mean, I, I think... I agree with the movement. Remember that uh, we have, Americans specifically, have a short attention span. And, you know. I think globally, it's. it's globally, but Americans level. specifically, we do. And hey, listen, we talked a couple of episodes ago that, uh, you know, millennials don't know about the Holocaust. So oh, I wouldn't. I, actually, I wanted to bring that up because the other day, I don't know. Um, I was at Jose's family's house, and one of his nieces, she's about. 16, 17 or so, whatever. And I don't know what I said, but she she said, wait, are you talking about Hitler? And I was like, huh? She's like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I thought you said the Fuhrer. And I was so happy at that moment. That she knew. That she knew. Like, not only she Hitler, but Fuhrer. Right. And I was like... Because oh, not everybody knows that You've restored term. my faith in your entire generation. <laughs> so... Um, well, well, there we go. In yeah. an episode we talked about comes yes. to She's life. also an avid listener. So... Oh. So, hi... Uh, oh, God, uh, it's not Luli. Luli's the older one. Isa. Uh, yes. Hey, Lee, Isa. Yes, Isa. He really <laughs> likes you, just back the fact that he forgot your name. But anyway, um, well, that's good to hear. Yeah. But, um, if, you know, as far as the, the Times, uh, the Me Too movement or the Times Up, um, uh, Ali, you know, the Times Up movement, mm-hmm. I, I agree with them uh, kind of shedding light onto. His past, because his past is very troublesome. Because we're not talking about one allegation; we're talking about several. Exactly. And we're it's not, not Aziz Ansari, and we're not ex- yes, and we're not no, definitely not. That's what I'm saying. It's definitely not that not. type of situation no. where and you've we're got, not like, a, talking a date because, gone wrong because, for example, even the whole Aaliyah thing. If he would have married Aaliyah, but there would have been no other allegations against him pertaining to specifically minors. Right. We, you know, well, I, I would. Par- her parents were on board, and her parents were on board. And I, I, I oh well. personally would still think he's kind of a creepy for doing that. But, but you're AJ talking about a number, she said. So I mean, AJ, <laughs> nothing but a number, according to poor baby girl. Aww, we miss Aaliyah. I do miss Aaliyah. Um, but the problem is that the allegations of R. Kelly, specifically with underage sex, ha- ha- there's just too many to ignore. Agreed. So again, going back to what I was saying, that we live in a society that there's. A, you know, has a very short attention span. I certainly don't disagree with these movements reminding people of the troublesome history and trajectory that R. Kelly has had. Um, and I do think that needs to be put in the public light. Now, as far as having his concerts canceled, that's a different story because that I see it more as a legal you know, mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, if you contractually, you and a promoter, uh, you know, are on tour, you have these concert dates coming yeah. up, and now there's this pressure for that to be canceled, and right. you have ticket holders that have gone to see you. That's a different story because most of R. Kelly's fans are probably our age and older, so they're not. Mm, true, they're not. They're not fifteen-year-olds, right? They're not teenagers, right. and everybody who goes who steps into that concert mm-hmm. hall knows this. They know that he has he has had these allegations against him. Okay, but I'll, I'm going to flip it on you because when the when the initial story came out about essentially his alleged, uh, I feel like Star Jones, his alleged um, sex cult mm-hmm. thing, whatever you want to call it, there was a point where one of the girl's parents, because I think the girl was like 16 or 17 that the, the, in this particular interview, and they were saying something that to the effect of, well, yeah, we'd heard about... 
his past whatevers. But since he was acquitted, he was found not guilty. And never forget, audience, not guilty does not mean you're innocent. Okay? Two very different things. Um, well, then we thought since he was acquitted, you know, or found not guilty, that this wasn't true and we shouldn't worry. Like, should people just kind of put blinders on themselves with, you know, oh, well, the court said okay. Well, what were those people I mean, doing giving their young teenage daughter to an older man anyway? Because the initial thought, well, they didn't give, they didn't... Or, but they, they took her to a couple of concerts and they met backstage and whatever and she wanted to be a singer and so their thinking was well he's you know he's R. Kelly he's so they kind of let her be around him and be around him and be around him and then I think like she didn't when she was maybe like 18 is when she left but I'm saying it, right but, but, but what I would say to I, that but is but it's called parenting right but what I would say to that is that there were more allegations against R. Kelly other than the one he was agree. he went to court with I agree. so did he not hear about any of these I, but but they were hiding behind the fact of like oh well I, a court of law found that. him not guilty and I just don't understand right that. but but the, the, there's a difference between the pu- public opinion and legally having his concerts cancelled I don't know about having his concerts cancelled because if you're a ticket holder mm-hmm. and you paid money to go see R. Kelly and now they cancelled his concert because of, mo- of no, but movement but that's the least of it because you get your money back you can get your money you, back. You get your money back. But, I mean, but, that's the least But of it. the question is, if there are people out there who are willing to go see him despite his troubled, you know, uh, life, uh, should that matter? I personally think it, sh- I think it should. I think it should. I, I mean, this is very troublesome. It, it, it's specifically sex with minors, you know. And, okay, and for me... You know what? I'm going to extend that. I'm going to extend it. To not because let's let's because they want to on some level his team seems to kind of want to bring it to race but you know what let's bring it let's bring up Woody Allen. Well, yeah. Should these people continue to work with him? Well, well, hold I, on. I, for the record, have never seen a Woody Allen. Hold movie. on, hold on. I don't. But I have a better one than Woody Allen. Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. Because Roman Polanski's Roman Polanski. That's not because Woody Allen has it's been, allegations. It's right? allegations. Right. They've been contested. Right. But Roman Polanski's have not. I mean, the, Roman Polanski had this relationship well, he left. W- right with a 14-year-old when he was I believe in his mid to late 20s. Um and then he he had to leave the US because right. if he comes back wasn't he wasn't he even older than that because it was it was after Sharon Tate and I think he was in his 30s when Sharon Tate died. He may have been. Or got the, the point was that she was 14. She was 14 and she's even, you know, a post Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that she's done interviews. Right. She has said that it was consensual. I mean, she didn't have a problem with it. It's him. statutory, but either but, way. But the point is, the point is that I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because Roman Polanski has been very recently, I, I believe, in the early 2000s, he was mm-hmm. nominated, nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah, and he's very respected within the Hollywood community right. as this great artist. So you know, and there's no doubt, there's no doubt right. that this happened, but. But, 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 the difference between Roman Polanski, you then can say, that's why this is a very complicated subject. The difference between Roman Polanski is that, from what I know, and I could be wrong, from what I know, okay, Mm -hmm. that was the only allegation against Roman Polanski. Again, as far as we know. The, you know, as far as we know, we could be totally mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas R. Kelly's, I mean, there's just been it's so yeah. many, you know, kind of like with Bill Cosby. I mean, with R. Kelly, there's just been so many that there, I, I mean, one can be bluff, but when it's this many, it, yeah. there's certainly something. Like I said, where there's smoke, there's fire. And, and for me, you know, this whole R. Kelly and Bill Cosby situation kills me because Bill Cosby and the Cosby Show are such a big, big part of my childhood. You know, of everybody's childhood, of your childhood, yeah. of probably a bunch of our listeners' childhood. And, you know, we held Bill Cosby and the Cosby Show to such, such high, high, you know, regards. And me... R&B music is my favorite type of music. I love R. Kelly's stuff. So it just, it's, you know, you got to reconcile between their art and the person as a fan. Um, I wouldn't go see R. Kelly. Uh, I I wouldn't go see R. Kelly because of this. Because it's, you know. It's just, just, regardless of whether it's quote unquote true or not, right? mm -hmm. It's just, it's a bad taste in your mouth. It's just, and to know that you're helping support somebody who 
maybe committing these types of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so on. so I agree with the movement. I agree with the movement. You know, um, but you understand how it could be a slippery slope because in this is, case, it's a celebrity. So that's. It, 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 no, no, no. I certainly understand how it could be a slippery slope. Certainly. Um, but his, his issues are very complex regarding this. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not his word against one person. Right. It's it's again. It's not I a mean, he said she said. It's a he said I mean, she that said whole she said rumor she said, she that said, she he said, had she said. that he had these sex slaves and all these girls, you know, imprisoned in his house. Like, where does that come from? I mean, they wouldn't make that rumor about me. They wouldn't make it about you. They wouldn't make it about somebody else. But they made it about him. So, they might make it about me. You don't know what I do in my one bedroom. <laughs> so that's what's going on with R. Kelly right now, and you know, and it's 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 certainly something that. Um, a couple of years ago, or even just last year, wouldn't have been wouldn't have been issue. So that's that's you can yeah. definitely see the. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out, how oh. how it shakes out, um, and whether moving forward, maybe allegations do come forward. You know, yeah. like actual actual court um, legal. You know, right? He's actually charged with with, with, with or, something or, or, because right. look what happened with Bill Cosby. What actually. With, with Bill Cosby and specifically what he was convicted for was something that happened in 2003, 2004. So all those other 30, 40, 50 women well, statute of limitations that, that had come out, right, out. It, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't in reference to them. It was in yeah. reference to a newer case. Correct. So that may be very well be the case with um, uh, R. Kelly. So, pero well, pero we, well, we'll we, we told everybody. Uh, <laughs> pero let me tell them. <laughs> so, I, mean, I believe I can fly. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And touch the sky. Exactly. Right, because you had a little bump and grind, right? I did, I did. A little um this morning. That's actually okay. what I call my coffee. Okay. Bump and grind. Bump and I grind. put I put cream and sugar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now let's let's move on to something a little bit livelier. Right, right, right. So I, I I wanted to kind of briefly talk about We never briefly talk about anything. Because Cinco de Mayo <laughs> was this past week. So, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people all over the country went out. Build the wall, but give me a piñata. Got, got, <laughs> went out and got hammered. So, so, I'm going to ask you and I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. And if you don't know the answer, you're among millions and millions of people who don't know the answer, but maybe you do. Okay. What do we celebrate on Cinco de Mayo? Okay, so here's the thing. I kind of know this. Not in too many details, but I'm going to go ahead. It is... A minor battle in the overall liberation of Mexico from, I believe, the Spaniards. I could be wrong, but it's liberation of something. But I know that in Mexico, Cinco de Mayo is actually like a blip on the radar at best. It's actually another date that they really celebrate. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, Corona felt like this was the nicer date. You're, well, first of all, you know more than most people. Because in a Isn't that always the case? (laughs) In a (laughs) poll... In a Gallup poll conducted in 2015, okay. so I love Gallup polls because I'm always picturing that it's people on horses <laughs> coming to yeah, like, like galloping, galloping, galloping. Can hey, you tell me your opinion? <laughs> in a Gallup poll in 2015, so uh-huh. just you know three years ago, <laughs> they surveyed more than 14,000 Americans. That's a lot. And wait, it gets oh better. Oh God! A whopping 86 percent of them thought that we celebrate Mexican independence. So the fact that but that's you, the way it's been sold, it is. But the fact that you know that it's not Mexican independent puts you well above everybody else. So actually, it's really interesting. The what we well, Cinco de Mayo in terms of Mexican history, right. it, it's it's simply a holiday that recognizes the victory of the Mexican army over the French army oh, on okay. May fifth, and I believe it was eighteen sixty two, and. Now, was this entire battle because the French wanted to call it a crepe and the Mexicans were like, no, it's a taco? (laughs) No, 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 no. What happened was that uh, Mexico owed different European countries uh, tariffs and different, I don't know if it was taxes or money, but they owed... Typical Hispanics always owing people money. (laughs) Oh, God. What a horrible stereotype. Don't say that. I think I owe you 10 bucks, so I can say that. (laughs) Anyway, um... Pero that was not good. Eso estaba feo. Pero es verdad. Mira, tú ves toda la gente on A Street up and down. You know everybody's like, ay, coño, cheito, le debo 20 pesos. Okay. You know, because everybody asks, like, ay, no te preocupes. Okay. We don't care about Back it, but we owe everybody money. That's what I was saying. Um, so, France okay. came to Mexico 
to collect their money and Mexico either didn't have it or was like, fuck you, we're not paying you. <laughs> no, Mexicans don't say, they, they say ching. Chinga tu madre. Uh -huh, yeah. Chinga tu madre, no te voy a pagar nada. So a small battle, a small battle okay. occurred because of this and the Mexicans actually won. Well, that we wouldn't celebrate the right. French. Right. I mean, so, <laughs> right, but it wasn't the Mexican Revolution. This had nothing no, to do no, with no. the Mexican but, but, Revolution. But it all took place like around the, the time, right? Like it was around the time that they were fighting for their independence overall. And this was like a small battle within it, no? No, 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 no. This this had um, this had nothing to do with to, to do with it. Oh, the okay. Mexican Revolution, I believe, was years later. It was in like it was in the 1900s. It was oh, like okay. 19 like 1910, 1920. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. It, it was it was. So I'm still gonna say though. But if this is what you're told, you know what I mean? If this is what you're, like, told that it is, mm -hmm. I can understand why people, if you ask them that question, that's what they're going to tell you. Mm -hmm. Because that's the way it's being sold. Well, but that's I, the way it's being sold by Corona, as, like, it's Mexican Independence Day. It is. But does it specifically say Mexican Independence Day? Essentially. I don't remember the exact phrasing, but that's how they sell it. I'm going to give them more credit than I'm going to give the people who didn't know what the hell the Holocaust was. Well, yes. Because if you're being told this is it, and then they're saying, they're kind of parroting it back to you, then... Um, can't be held accountable for that. Yes, but I don't think that... I mean, uh, clearly, in the United States, it's it's a commercial holiday. It's, you know, it's... It might as well be Arbor Day. Yeah. Right. For, <laughs> for people to get out and, you know, drink and eat and, you know, right. chilies all of a sudden becomes, you know, Mexican. It's they like, get rid of their surplus of giant sombreros. Yeah. And, um, but I don't, I, I can't remember anything saying actual Mexican independence because that's just factually incorrect. Oh, because facts matter now? True. <laughs> All of a sudden, we become a country, you know, just consumed by facts. Really? Hey. Well, I think that's enough about... And we're going to start on that one? On Coco de Mayo. On facts. facts. So, this is the original facts don't matter. There you go. OG. OG facts don't matter. So, I hope our listeners had a great Cinco de Mayo. Yes. Um, yes. I, I mean, well, I drank, so I had a good one. Mm. I went to Taco Bell. Anyway. That's, so you celebrated a non-Mexican holiday by going to, to a non-Mexican Taco, to Taco place. Bell. Oh. I know because Cinco de Mayo is like well, Cinco de Mayo is is, is big here in, in Miami, but I, I've told you this that I didn't realize St. Patrick's Day was so big until I went to the Midwest. Oh yeah. Because down here, I can't recall us ever going out on St. Patrick's Day. Well also in general, I'm like the only one in our group that really drinks. No, St. Patrick's Day is a, is a drinking holiday. Yes, uh, yes, but you I know mean, what? If you tell me, hey, we're gonna go down to Bennigan's <laughs> and time travel, <laughs> and time travel. <laughs> because or, that's or, we're getting or, to hey, no, no, no. This was pre. This was oh, okay, pre okay, okay, me okay, living okay. in the Midwest. Oh, okay. Or hey, we're gonna go hang out, and you know, I would have been the first on board. But down here, just people in general. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I mean, that's not to say. That they, I think it's become bigger in recent it, years. It may, but. It, People don't go crazy here for St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. I remember when when I was in the Midwest in Michigan. I, I remember being asked, "Oh, what are you doing on St. Patrick's Day?" And I'm like, uh, "What am I doing on St. Patrick's Day?" Oh, because we're all going wherever. And I'm like, right. "Okay." And then when I get there, they had this. This was at a at a certain bar. Mm -hmm. They had closed off the entire parking lot be, because of you know there well, were thousands of people. There's there. a bar in the Gables that does that. I've uh, been doing in, it forever. In yeah, Miracle yeah, Mile. Yeah, in, yeah. Actually, that's where my friend that goes to the Dave Matthews. Full circle, people. <laughs> Full circle, ladies to. and gentlemen. We love to bring it back all around. Because he lives in the Gables. So, anyway, whatever. So, I'm here. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I'm glad you brought up um, the, the Mexican Revolution and old battles and whatnot. Because I actually found something out, um, I think it was last week, that I wanted to bring up to you. Mm -hmm. And it actually has to do with the Civil War. Mirai, so. Were you aware mm -hmm. that there was a Cuban that fought in the Civil War? Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, 
they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, I was not aware where, but it sounds familiar and I'm not surprised. Dime. Were you aware that it was a woman? De verdad. Uh-huh. Who masqueraded as a man. Oh, look at her being all Joan of Arc. Yes, I actually was listening to a... Um, well, actually, Joan of Arc did to, a, to be a man. <laughs> actually, yeah, she did. She disguised herself as a man so that she could fight in, in I see, in yes, that's why she cut yes. her hair. That's why she cut her that, hair, that, to look like a boy. That, that's why I said it, and then and it I didn't, retracted right, it. Right, right. <laughs> we'll edit later. Freudian um, slip. Yeah. So, I was listening to a podcast the other, um, a couple days ago, and actually, John Leguizamo was the guest, and he was talking about his uh, his Broadway show, Latin, Latino History for for Dummies, or mm-hmm. for Beginners, or whatever. And he just offhandedly mentioned, he's like, oh, you know, most people don't know that there was this, you know, Cuban woman who fought in the Civil War. And I was like, what? There was? So I looked her up, and her name was Loreta Haneta Velasquez. She's Cuban. She's got to be Cuban. The only way she'd be more Cuban is if her name had been Yaris Lacy's Velasquez. <laughs> She fought, she was a Cuban-born woman who masqueraded as a male during the American Civil War. Now, how did my dad not tell me this? Unsurprisingly, she fought for the Confederacy. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love my people, but if there's anybody who's going to be kind of pro-keeping the status quo, it's going to be our people. We don't do well with change. You know, we were doing so well in this we story. We were. We were. I was so excited. <sighs> I was so excited yeah. about this. So you just messed it up. <laughs> Damn so facts. She enlisted in the Confederate States Army in 1861. She fought at Bull Run, Balls Bluff, and Fort Donelson. But she was discharged when her gender was discovered while she was in New Orleans. However, she then re-enlisted until she was unmasked again. She then became a Confederate spy. Working both the male and female, you know, mm-hmm. thing. Um, and as a double agent reporting to the U.S. Secret Service. Um, she was married, like, three times. So this wasn't, like, a transgender l- lesbian thing, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and she spied on the Union for about five years. So when we say that we are... First of all, Hispanics are part of the fabric of the U.S. Yes, we are. And Cubans, we are everywhere. We were even in the damn Civil War. <laughs> On the wrong side, but... Well, you know, but we were part of history. I think that's something to be said, right? Yeah. And um, although I will say I have to... Inf- I in- Loretta, full- why did you have to mess it up? In full disclosure, in recent years, however, there... Because, you know, she's a woman. they got to discredit her. There was this guy actually recently, like 2016, who... Created who published a detailed biography of her, and he entitled uh, "Inventing Loretta Velasque, Confederate Soldier, Impersonator, Media Celebrity, and Con Artist." Basically, he was saying that she wasn't Cuban or Confederate; she was just a thief and a prostitute who became a con artist and, like, you know, made up all these stories. Because you know, a woman achieving anything automatically she's a hoe. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I what I still love about it is just the fact that. Of all the things to claim you were, like, let's say you were a con artist hooker. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know the politically correct term now is sex worker. I get it. I'm not going to say sex worker because when I say hooker, I say it with love, like Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm all for the hookers, the prostitutes, the hoes. You know what, ladies? You go out and make your coins, all right? I do, meal. What? Not everybody's going to be an accountant. Okay, go on. Um, Why would she choose to be Cuban? If she was born in New York, wouldn't she just say Canadian? I mean, it's a lot closer. That's true. Or would that have meant that she had to be, like, from scratch to scratch? Oh. <laughs> That's true. Which is how DJ says Saskatchewan. It was late at night. <laughs> it was a long drive. Uh-huh. But I just wanted to bring that up. I, I just... I, I Really, there's nothing to, quote-unquote, discuss, I guess. But it's just... I, I found it fascinating that, you know, we always say how, you know, Cubans are part of everything and we're part of everything. And it's like, damn, we were part of the flipping Civil War. Again, not the right side of the Civil War, but we were there. And, I don't know, it's a little anecdote for history, you know? Um, I would love to know, because, I mean, obviously I didn't know about her. I would love to know why, book, why, why she did that. Um, well, I... Because oh, I, I would like to believe that somebody who was from another country, who joined such a big war, did it for some type of... Well, her father was a game. Spanish government official, mm-hmm. and... 
she basically she did it because she was sent to live in New Orleans with her aunt. Mm-hmm. O sea, la, la mandaron a, a Louisiana con su tía. Mm-hmm. And she learned English and she she actually cited Joan of Arc as a source of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a book, um, Loretta Velázquez. And I guess she just felt a degree of patriotism. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Because she came to this country very young. I mean, she came right. here when she was like 15. The original Pedro Pong. I Is it wrong that every time somebody mentions Joan of Arc, I want to say, Joan of Arc with the Lord to guide her. She was a sister who really cooked. No, the only thing wrong with that is that more people don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever caught that reference, you're probably over the age of 40. (laughs) Oh my God. So there's this... And you're awesome. (laughs) There's this improv group um, at Villain Theater, which actually we're going to be taking an improv class there. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the groups is called Plan B Arthur. Oh, nice. That's great, right? Nice. That's clever. Nice. Super clever. So, right. so yeah, so again, there was no real discussion per se. I just wanted to bring it up because mm-hmm. I, I, I just thought it was great. And, you know, we're, we're, we're really just trying to, again, bring up the fact that we've been, we've been here forever and we're probably going to be here forever in this country. And right or wrong, we're part of history. Well... Right or wrong? Well, history is history, and exactly, and you know, it's paramount mm-hmm. to know where we were and know where we're going. Yeah. And um, now that you brought up the Confederacy and slavery, um, um, okay, uh, slavery. You know, so Kanye oh, was West, a light topic. Kanye West. Oh God. Oh. Okay. Well, can we just talk about his in-laws instead? Uh, all I know is that, you know, we shoot our podcast like a few days, obviously, or like a week before you hear it. So I just wonder, you know, how much is gonna, he's going to say from the time... Que lo que falta. From the time he's shooting this to, you know... I'm sorry, the time we're recording this to, you know, in a few days Maybe when this Maybe next to the night of the Holocaust. Pero bueno. Kanye West is saying that slavery was a choice. Because he pretty much said, "Did you hear about this?" I heard about it. And it, happened you know, when he, it happened when he showed up at the TMZ. At TMZ, a, a TMZ of all places, which TMZ. is either it means one of two things: he's either completely insane or completely brilliant. Okay, so <laughs> this is this is what I because you don't show up to TMZ and expect that they're just not going to say this, right? He said that, and it's recorded. Yeah, it, it was TMZ taken, live. It wasn't taken out of context. Yep. He said that slavery was a choice. He went on to say that you know if. An entire um, group of people uh, were enslaved for so long. Um, it's basically because nobody tried to change it. They didn't, right. Because nobody they were, tried they were to okay change it, it right. and they were okay with it. Blah, 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 blah. Here's my... Well, I'm, obviously, I'm not, I'm not... You know what? I don't need to go into that statement, that those <laughs> words that came out of his mouth. No, no, Darian. Let's unpack that statement. <laughs> but... Let's explain why it's, it's Here, Here's wrong. my problem with him saying that and everything else he has said. I, him, and, and, and you know what? I'm going to put him up there with R. Kelly and, Good and, Lord. and Bill Cosby. In terms of people that I love their art, I love their art, mm-hmm. but I'm just so disappointed in the person that they are because I love Kanye West. I think he is a genius in terms of his Musically. music and in terms of his talent. Mm-hmm. But as a person, I he's beyond a disappointment. So I just don't put it past him and him and his demonic, you know, wife's family Although that all point, of this is a publicity stunt. You think so? You think this is Ryan Seacrest orchestrated? I don't know about Ryan Seacrest, but you know what? We're talking about him. He was on the news everywhere. He has an album coming out. Fair do you know enough. what he? Do you know what he wants to do for his album cover? Did you hear Wait, about that? I, I heard about this. I heard about this, but I can't remember. Go okay, ahead. he wants to put. He wants the cover of his album to be the mugshot of the doctor who performed the liposuction on his mother. Mind you, the mugshot. Is not related to his he, mother's death. He was not. He. They didn't find any criminal wrongdoing with his mother's death and that doctor. That the mugshot had nothing to do with it. No, it was the like, mugshot like a DUI was, or whatever. It was a, actually it was a DUI. I mean, it was years after. That's anything doctors got arrested right. for. And and she died of complications. So it wasn't like she died on the table. She did not die on the table. She died a few days later from complications of the liposuction. She did okay. not die during the surgery. But he wants to put. His mugshot, his, his mugshot as a cover of his album. Because remember, mugshots are public domain, so he he, they he, are. he legally can. 
Can we change our cover art to the mugshots of different celebrities then? That's been done. Mm. No, but like every ep- but like every episode, we'll just do a different one. Yeah, we could do an entire month of just Lindsay that Lohan. has nothing to do with us. Are we sure? Mm. But yeah, but you know, I I wouldn't put it past him that this is a publicity stunt, and it's just like I don't know because I feel like there's a publicity publicity stunt as I slur my words without any liquor, and then there's that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't. To me, publicity stunt is you know. Coming in, out in support of a controversial president. That's a publicity stunt, quote-unquote, right? I don't think that saying something to the extent of, you know, oh, slavery was a choice. I don't know if that's publicity stunt. I do. I, Why can't I say the word publicity? Publicity. Publicity and you work, and you stunt. <laughs> publicity stunt. Or if that's just somebody unraveling. Maybe it is somebody unraveling. But I would have... Mo- but you know what? Even if he Listen, wasn't If I had to put up with Chris Kardashian, I'd unravel. I, I just... He's one of these people that really should just shut up. And just put out music because he puts out great music. And just put out music and just shut up and and just do what you do and call it a day. And call it a day because it, he his statements are so they they're, they're, they're beyond inflammatory. Yes, they are. That it makes it turns me off from his music, which is a shame because he's a freaking genius in terms of his music. Now that you bring that up, have you ever stopped listening to a particular artist because of their their viewpoints or? Or their stance on certain things. I'm just curious. I can't think of any that I have, but I'm just wondering if if you have. Um, based on this conversation, that's a good question. I I, I don't think so. Um, uh, no, I, I can't think of any. I mean, it's not st- like I did listen to Ted Nugent. That's <laughs> that's true. You still listen to Bono when he's like, oh, AIDS, whatever. Well, <laughs> Bono. Let's not get into Bono because you know. <laughs> You know how Listen, I love Bono. Bono's a great human being, Mira. Bono has even managed to become friends with George W. Bush after they disagreed so publicly. And I think George W. Bush probably painted a picture of Bono too. <laughs> but actually, you know what? I'm I'm glad you brought George W. Bush. Like, you know, he went Kanye West. You know, let's not forget when he went on TV. You know, <laughs> and said, George Bush hates black people because of the way that you know the Katrina. Bush administration handled the Katrina. Um, yeah, the yeah, Katrina situation. disaster. So because of that, he went on and said, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Ah, but he went and he meets with Trump and he's like, you know, <laughs> kissing Trump's ass and saying how great Trump is. Admittedly, Trump has a bigger ass than Bush. So, you know, how how do I reconcile that? Like, how, how you know, how do I reconcile that other than you don't have it, to, don't be, him it being a publicity stunt, you know? Okay, I think that's that's a fair... Well, you know, he's somebody who's always had conservative political views right. and has always, uh, you know, um, Followed been, been on, on, you know, on the right. And OK, well, you know, that's who he's always been. Correct. But if, you know, he went out and called a president pretty much a racist because his administration did not go out to Katrina victims in, in a timely matter, Correct. allegedly. He called him a racist. Ah, but this one who, you know, called the people who... Uh, who were protesting in um, in Charlottesville, oh, um, you know, and all that, saying, "Oh, there were so, you know, not all people were on right, right, you know, right, the right, white right. supremacist side were bad, you know, him, yeah, the one who called Colin Kirkpatrick, <laughs> um, uh, who did Nick, he call uh, a son of a bitch? Uh, that, he called the him and the NFL players right, 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 who, who did right. that. Oh, no, 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 he's great, he's great, he's wonderful, <laughs> he's wonderful. Ah, but el otro who didn't, say, I mean, how do you reconcile that? How do you make sure. that? And it, sure. it's not like this was 20, 30 years ago." This was like 12, 13 years ago. I mean, whatever. I just, it really. <laughs> so, uh, is, it, is, it, is it time to it quench is, our thirst? It is soda time. It is definitely soda, time. soda so, time. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You could go first. All right. So, I am actually going to kind of tie it back to what we've been talking about this episode, which I feel like there was a bit of a through line there, which is, um, you know, uh, rape. Um, and, 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 and no, but I mean, and, and the, the continued, you know, challenges that I think women face with regard to sexual assault and those types of allegations where, like you were saying with R. Kelly, you know, it's, oh, it's allegation found not guilty, et cetera, et cetera. Actually, last night watched a fantastic documentary on HBO, um, which was executive produced and kind of hosted by the always phenomenal Mariska Hargitay. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows me knows that I love me some Law & Order. All of them. Even Criminal Intent. Um, and Olivia Benson is a phenomenal character and 
she, as a result of playing this character for, I think, almost 20 years now, has obviously been exposed to a lot of the this world, this, you know, this, this world of not just sexual assault victims, but sexual assault survivors. And she made this documentary called I Am Evidence. Oh. And what it's essentially trying to uncover is the fact that in this country alone, across the country, there are about 180,000 untested rape kits. Oh, I was watching this on The View. Yes. yes. And, and they're trying to get them now. Correct. For those of you who don't know what a rape kit is, it's essentially after a woman is sexually assaulted, she if she reports the crime or she goes to the hospital, they it's a very, very invasive procedure in which they take um, DNA and evidence and samples, I mean, from her hair, from, in, you know, from inside of her, from, you know, her mouth, her clothing could become evidence and they keep it and what's happened is there are about 180,000 of these rape kits that have not been tested. Um, and not that there's a direct correlation, but as of now, there are about 150,000 unsolved rapes just within the f- past five years. So what this is trying to do is bring attention to the fact that there's all these rape kits that have not been tested. And it, it took us through the journey. And actually, um, it, it was just a coincidence one of the people that they that they um, spotlighted, her name is Helena Lazaro. She's mm-hmm. actually half Argentine and half Cuban. Mm-hmm. And she was assaulted at the age of 17. And it took 13 years for her to be notified that her rape kit had actually been processed. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that she her assailant was a guy who was a trucker who had also assaulted somebody in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so he was already in the system. He was already, he was already in CODIS. But he... He was put in jail for that, um, for the Ohio one, and they they talked to both victims. But she was never notified of that. So it was like four or five years before, and it's because she just kept very doggedly going after and Mm -hmm. and bringing it up the ladder to her, you know, the the advocates in in Los Angeles. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. she didn't live in a podunk town either. She lived in L.A. Um, And so she'd become a big advocate and whatnot. So I just kind of brought her in to tie it together Mm -hmm. to the whole Hispanic thing that we do. Mm-hmm. But what they're trying to do is really just, number one, get these rape kits tested because what they're finding is that a lot of these people are serial rapists. Right. And so once you hit one, you're going to get a lot more hits and then you can either find this person or you can, you know, oh, they're already in jail. And then right. that brings peace of mind to right. these to these victims, you know, especially in her case and in, in Helena's case, for instance, the guy took the license from her and he said, you know, if you tell anybody about this, I know where you live and I, I will come and kill you and your family. Right. I mean, I'm sure she's since moved, but even still, you know, you don't know, you don't have that closure. Or, and that's a horrible word because I don't think you ever have closure for something as as invasive as that. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact that they're trying to bring this awareness to the forefront of, of just the U.S. consciousness, I think it's phenomenal. And that's why I'm going to give the documentary and specifically Marishka Hargitay uh, my last soda for this episode. Yeah, that's a great cause. I actually, she was on The View last week. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and the 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 woman who is the head of the like movement or, mm-hmm. or director or the organization of the organization mm-hmm. is doing it. She said that they had already gone through like thirty thousand of them. It's crazy at that point, you know, that they had already yeah. processed. It's it's insane the amount of just and it's just sitting there. Yeah, that's inc- you know what that's something that I I I didn't realize that that was such a problem. That was such a huge problem. Well, what happens a lot of times is when budgets start to get cut. Right. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that it. I, I mean, no. On, but some that's level, the truth. on some level, I understand it because it's like if I have to prioritize funding for a school or funding for testing of rape kits, you know what I mean? From a county perspective, I can see why they would choose schools over, over right, that. Right. For whatever reason. But, but it's something that falls through the but cracks. But it always falls through the cracks. Yeah. And, and, you know, so many of these people, the, the scariest part is that. And the girl who got who got assaulted in, in Ohio said it. She's like, if they had tested Elena's Helena's rape kit years ago, I would not have been raped. Right. Because he would have popped, and they right. would have been able to. Because now they could have stopped. They could you know? have stopped. And it. that's the terrifying part: is yeah. how many people are are almost secondary victims in a way, in the sense that it's like, had this been caught earlier, right. These this, other this ones would, would probably not, not were, were, were preventable. Well, that's. I'm glad you brought that up. So now our listeners know that's that's a significant. Yeah, yeah. and and you can go online. Uh, I am evidence. There is ways to to get involved in your in your local communities, and even if it's just by signing up and bringing attention to this, that's mm-hmm. you know good. You start somewhere. Good. Your mom would be proud. Well, Marisha's mom. Marishka, that's right. Marishka's mom. How how are we on time? Uh, we got we're at like 51 minutes. 
Okay, we're good. So my last Coke of the Desert, you're going to love my last Coke of the Desert. Ooh. It's it's a, a more frivolous, fun one. All right. Okay. This is where we balance each other out. Because, um, you know, ger- generally my Coke of the Deserts are like the, the more like ground, you know, ground like not not groundbreaking but just more, more serious, serious yes. and yours are always fun and today you are like the you know social i'm, I'm socially aware yes. i surprised myself so i'm gonna give my last cook of the desert to kylie minogue <gasps> yay specifically why i'm gonna give it to kylie it doesn't minogue. matter <laughs> it doesn't we can end it right now give her the last soda that's it that's it we're good, done good night. thanks for listening bye people. we'll be, tell you bye. We'll be back next week okay. Yeah. Um, the reason why, and specifically I'm giving her The Last Coke of the Desert, is because Kylie has a new song called, um, I was going to Catch Me, Catch Me, I'm Falling. <laughs> I, I, it says, cat, I know it's Catch Me, I'm Falling, but yeah. I was thinking, Catch Me, I'm Falling. <laughs> it's not that song, but it is called <laughs> Catch Me, I'm Falling. Right. And the song features Gente de Zona. Yep. But the video was shot in Havana, and the video is gorgeous. Yes, I really, really is. I really, and it's fun, and it's it, it will make you smile. And um, it it um it was shot completely in Havana. So go to YouTube. I've never been. I mean, neither have you. But I feel like that one scene where she's in the little bar. Yeah, I'm constantly wondering if that's like La Bodeguita del Medio or something. Maybe I, I don't I, know. I, I feel like it's somewhere iconic that I should know probably, about. Probably, yeah, so, you're, so, you're, you're probably right. So if I could ask listeners, if you have been to Cuba or if you know more about Cuba than than we do, please watch the video mm-hmm. and let us know. Yeah. The and the video is fun. I mean, so again, it will make you smile. And what's really odd not odd but surprising and we had posted a few weeks ago on on our instagram page a cover of the single is that you know kylie's uh, a well-known international pop star yep. um although not here in the u.s but she is all over the world and you know she's australian but for her recent album she came to tennessee she yep. recorded nashville. in memphis in nashville, nashville, nashville to give it a country feeling which it did. The, the album is Absolutely. very country, country themed. Yeah. But then for this song in particular, she did the remix with Gente de Zona. So it's like an Australian doing American country music with a Cuban, Cuban reggaeton duo. Yeah. So um, as you do, as you do, as you do. So it, it, take a listen to the song. It's happy. It's fun. The video is great. Um, and it was it was shot in Cuba. And and what I liked about it was that. It was very colorful and very festive, and it showed all types of Cuban people. And yeah, you know, true. and and that what was if the nice. Beach to scene see. was filmed in Baradero, huh? If the beach scene was filmed I, in that, Baradero. I don't know. That I don't know. But take a look, and uh, you know, take Whatever. a look at it. I'm sure she had one in Copelio. <laughs> Into the sauna. <laughs> so everybody, grab your. Uh, we hope you laughed and you learned, and yes. uh, grab your pastelito, your croqueta, your jupiña, and have a great day. Take care, kids. Bye. Bye. Te que yo no lo entiendo. No sé cómo pasó. Solo sé que tú me tienes loco, mi amor. De ti me he enamorado. Ahora dime qué hago. Ay, dime tú si sientes lo mismo que yo. One day I might get it right. I'm not ready for tonight. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 